Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Many people don't realize that diabetes can kill. It leads to cardiovascular disease, heart failure, chronic kidney disease and kidney failure. It can even cause blindness. It is also the reason that hospitals in Singapore perform around four diabetes-related low-extremity amputations a day, or roughly 1,500 a year. This, of course, is alarming. And we find out more next on Health Suites with Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. Today we learn more about how diabetes related conditions could be prevented with a finger prick blood test. If diagnosed early, diabetes is reversible and even if it is too advanced to be reversed, once diagnosed, it can be managed, allowing people to live normal, healthy lives. We speak more with Dr. Ben Ng, endocrinologist, Arden Endocrinology Specialist Clinic. Doctor, welcome to the show. Hi, Clarissa. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Now, let's jump right into it. You can tell us some of the myths about diabetes. I mean, most of us have sweet tooths here in Asia. <laughs> Should we even be concerned? Um, yes and no, Clarissa. I think the important thing and one of the top myths in diabetes, and I think that really causes a lot of problems further down the road, is that everybody seems to think, listen, diabetes is a sugar problem. Diabetes is a sugar problem, and therefore, if I stop eating sugar, everything will be fine. And I can tell you now for a fact that unfortunately, it is not true. Diabetes is not a sugar problem. It's what we call metabolic dysfunction. I know it's a bit of a mouthful, but at the end of the day, it's a condition where we cannot use energy properly. If you think about it, all the food that we eat, all the sweet, we, we like, we have, we have sweet tooth, we eat a lot of sugar, all this sugar is supposed to go in from our body into our bloodstream and be absorbed into the body to be used as energy. Simply put, what happens in diabetes? We eat the sugar, we drink our bubble tea, we have our cakes and ice cream, that is converted into sugar, goes into our blood and it gets stuck. At the end of the day, our body cannot process the energy properly. So it's not a sugar-related problem, but our body's inability to use sugar. And that's important because many people say, oh, let me just stop eating sugar. I'm fine because my sugars are okay. That is true. Their sugars are normal if they don't eat sugar, but the minute they do, it goes up again. So what we really need to do in diabetes is not just to say, oh, she has a lot of, uh, we, uh, the sugars are very high. Let's stop the sugar completely, but let's focus on why the sugar is high. Can we reverse, as you correctly put, can we reverse the condition? Can we get things better or how do we control it, whether we use the correct kinds of lifestyle, diet, or medication to really get things under control. And it's not just about managing the sugar, but all the other problems that come with diabetes. Right. Okay. So it's not a sugar problem per se, but it is a sugar problem, kind of, because, you know, the preconception and the misconception that you're talking about is actually quite dangerous. Absolutely. Because a lot of people, what they do, and this causes problems further on, uh, including people who don't want to know whether they have diabetes, is they feel that, listen, I cannot take sugar anymore because it's a sugar problem. If I'm ever diagnosed, everyone, I cannot eat my ice kacang, I cannot have my bubble tea, I cannot have my ice cream, and that is too much 
much of a sacrifice for me and therefore I'd rather not know. I've got no symptoms, I don't feel anything, therefore it's perfectly fine, I will cross the bridge when I get there. And that really is part of the problem. It's not, that's why we have to understand that in people with diabetes, we have to go down to the root of the cause. Why can I not process sugar properly? Avoiding sugar is not wrong, it certainly helps manage the complications, but if you don't go to the root of the problem, we can't really reverse or cure the problem. Right, okay, now let's talk about some of the patients that you meet in your practice who may not resemble the typical profile of a diabetes patient. What is the typical profile of a diabetes patient? I think conventionally and historically, we always think the people who are older, you know, above 50, the overweight, the sedentary, um, the people who have very bad lifestyles. And certainly that is true. Many people um, who, this is a risk factor, being uh, overweight, having um, uh, having high blood pressure, uh, eating too much and so forth, they, it does increase the risk of diabetes significantly. But I think what is important to the listeners today is to appreciate the fact that now diabetes can happen at any age, at any age. In fact, Singapore is one of the highest rates of people with diabetes below the age of 35 in Asia. And that's extremely worrying. So if you think you're 20 years old, I don't need to be checked. I can tell you now, unfortunately, there is a risk of developing diabetes even at the age of 20. Just to give an, uh, just to give an uh, example, if you're between 20 to 30, many people think, oh, no one can get diabetes at that age. In Singapore, your rates are about 1% to 2% in uh, in the community. And that's quite a lot if you really start to think about it. Well, if you think about it in relation to the size of the population, that's quite a few. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes. And I think these are the ones we only pick up. I think what's worrying, Clarissa, is the ones who are not picked up and they don't want to get screened. And, and that's really the, the problem with statistics, isn't it? You don't really, there are always those people lurking in the community who don't, don't know whether they have it. They, they don't get screened. And 10 years later, they come up to the, the doctor with multiple complications related to diabetes. And that is unfortunately a truth and a fact that we do see commonly in our practice. Well, you are, you know, unfortunately, you are fighting a little bit of the Asian psyche, myself included. We're all guilty of it. You know, we may not be the the ones that want to go to the doctor for any small thing. We'll wait until it's not such a small thing. Because we don't like doctors in general. <laughs> that, that hurts my feelings deep inside, you know. But you're absolutely right. The problem with chronic disease is that it does not carry any symptoms. I think, you know, if you were in pain, you had vision problems, you couldn't walk properly and so forth, you would see a doctor because there's a clear problem that needs to be solved. But in things like diabetes, uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol and so forth, you have no symptoms. And the problem is when you do develop symptoms, you've usually had a condition for several years and you don't really suffer the problems of the sugar or the metabolic problem but the complications in other words you suddenly oh I can't see anymore my vision is um, getting worse uh, I'm, I'm, I can't feel my feet and unfortunately I've seen more than one patient who stepped on the nail didn't feel it and comes to hospital with severe nerve damage and the problem you have in a situation like that is when complications develop you can't really do very much other than fight fire you can't put it out anymore you I, I can't can't help you very much if your vision is affected. We can try and save some vision, but I can't make it normal again. And that's the problem that we have. And, you know, the, the realization, of course, that diabetes isn't just diabetes. It can lead to other things. It can lead to a chance of heart disease and, and other things. It doesn't even cross our minds until someone like you tells us. 
yeah, or, or, or hopefully you get screened. Because diabetes, you're right, can affect a lot of other systems. And the heart, by far, is the most deadly one. We, as you correctly mentioned, it causes blindness, a loss of extremities, and so forth. But heart disease is one of the big major factors. If you have diabetes and you do not control it, the risk of you developing heart disease is increased by two to four-fold. It's extremely significant. And the problem with that is as diabetes progresses, you don't control the condition, it hardens the blood vessels and it causes an acceleration, accumulation of plaque, the cholesterol plaque and so forth. So essentially our heart starts to fail and the blood supply is compromised and the risk of heart disease and stroke is significantly elevated. Okay, now, this simple finger prick blood test has been billed as a bit of a game changer. Why is it? How accurate is it? Well, let's start by saying that for all those people who are running down to the pharmacy to buy a finger prick <laughs> check, I can tell you now that it's not that accurate. And we're not really referring to that particular finger prick test. Now, the ones you get in pharmacy is very good. It does measure your blood sugars. Let's just say it's accurate enough for day-to-day use. It's not accurate enough for diagnosis. In other words, if you have mild diabetes, it can't pick it up because it's not going to be as accurate as a laboratory. But what we were saying back to the finger prick test that is actually being offered now is what we call point of care. So this is available in certain clinics, in certain doctors' uh, centers. We have them in our center as well. And what it does is actually checking a, um, a blood test called the HbA1c. And uh, this is what many people with diabetes knows. It, it measures the state of sugar over the last three months. So when you do that, it's a pretty accurate test. And after certain levels and all that, you can know whether you're at risk of diabetes or you have the condition itself. All right. So then the next question should be who should go for these screenings? Well, I think everybody <laughs> in a simple in a simple answer. But well, not everybody's going to. So narrow it down a bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, the, the, the guidelines actually say if you're above 40, everybody should be tested every, at least one to two years. And I think that's a very reasonable one. The other thing is that, it, it, unfortunately, Clarissa, the, the guidelines do say if anybody who has a risk factor at any age, you should really consider getting yourself tested. And the risk factors are quite well known. If you have high blood pressure, you have high cholesterol, you have a family member with diabetes, you have gestational diabetes, diabetes or uh, diabetes when you're pregnant, you're overweight, um, anything like that, essentially, they are recommending that you do get tested. And I suppose it's very important to appreciate the fact that it can occur at any age with no symptoms. So if you're even afraid, if you're concerned, you're thinking, oh, you know, maybe I'm a little bit overweight, you know, I've eaten a bit too much, the COVID period, I've been working from home, I'm a bit sedentary, I would certainly suggest that you do consider getting yourself tested. At the end of the day, it's a finger prick and it doesn't you don't have to come fasted and it's most a good time for me to bring up now there's really in, in conjunction with World Diabetes Day which is happening on the 14th of November there is a campaign coming up uh, and it's in collaboration with the Singapore Heart Foundation and Diabetes Singapore with support of Boringa Ingleham and it's um, called the For Your Sweetheart campaign it's quite a nice name For Your Sweetheart so uh, For Your Sweetheart campaign and anybody who's uh, interested in this is launching in in mid-November, uh, for your sweetheart.sg, um, for 
growyoursweetheart.sg. Nice name again. And essentially, it will come up with a list of clinics. And these clinics actually provide free finger prick testing for diabetes. So if you are, you just register yourself on the website, uh, get, a, get the clinic and come over. You do not have to be fasted. And ultimately, you will be able to get an assessment free of charge to know whether you have diabetes or not. All right. Now, I'll say that again. The website is foryoursweetheart.sg. And this is the better finger prick blood test that you're talking about. Yes, yes. It's not the one you get from the pharmacist. This is the more accurate one. So um, I think it's quite helpful. Uh, If anyone, again, I mean, I I think it's good um, to to do this kind of test. At the end, it's free. And at the end, who knows? uh, If you do find out you have diabetes or even at risk of diabetes, then you can potentially do something. And if you don't, well done. Uh, Do get yourself tested again at some point. But certainly, the reassurance is very, very, good and very helpful. Okay, let's let's just assume that there are people who are fearful of being tested, even if they have some of the reasons why they should be screened. What do you say to them? Well, I think the first thing to say is that at the end of the day, the earlier you test and the earlier you find out, the more reversible it is, the more treatable it is. And more importantly, just because you have a diagnosis of diabetes does not mean that your whole life changes. And I'm actually saying this not to the people with diabetes, but to the family members. Most, it's actually the family members. I know you're concerned about your, your, your loved ones, but they do not have to cut off sugar completely. All right. Again, is- you do not have to cut off sugar. Completely <laughs> health. Um, I've been in the business for a while, Chris. But the reality is that I, everyone says, "Oh, you got diabetes, therefore you can't do this, you can't do that. You have to eat this, you have to eat that only." And you can imagine if you're only 30 years old or 25 years old, and being told something like that is actually pretty devastating. So to be able to know that, listen, you have a condition. No one. I think diabetes is serious. I think it can be catastrophic. But if you start to intervene early. And what I mean intervene early, it's not necessarily medication, but to adopt the correct lifestyle, find out what's wrong, adapt the correct lifestyle, get the correct diet and exercise, which I would recommend for anyone. Potentially, you could change things around. You may not need medication. And more importantly, you can prevent all these complications which we've been talking about, your eye disease, heart disease, and so forth. And you could live a much longer, happier life. Well, I mean, that is true. I I have family members uh, who have lived with diabetes for a long, did live with diabetes for a long time. They had all the occasional treats, including, you know, that double fudge chocolate cake that everybody can't resist. But it, it is a question of controlling it. It is a question of medication. And in both of those cases with my family, they were diagnosed very early so the doctors could get in there and get them on the right meds and get them on the right uh, exercise routines and, and healthy living programs. And, and that does make a difference. I am testimony to that. Yeah, absolutely right. And I think what's important to appreciate is that ultimately, diabetes is a lifestyle disease. At the end of the day, a lot of, what, uh, a lot of diabetes, the pinnacle of therapy is actually diet and lifestyle intervention. And it's important to know at the end of the day, you choose the lifestyle and diet you want. You can't, there's no such thing, everybody must do this or everybody must do that. At the end, I recommend everyone to be active. I think everybody with or without diabetes should be active. I think every Everybody uh, with or without diabetes should have a healthy lifestyle. And if you say, Doc, I'm having the best lifestyle I can do, 
and that's obviously relative from uh, and subjective from individual to individual. Um, but this is the best I can do. This is the best diet I'm willing to do. But my sugars are not good enough. I'm still not doing well. Then we balance it off with medication. And more importantly, I mean, just imagine our own lifestyles, Clarissa. And sometimes, you know, you are you you feel that listen, I I've been eating too much over Christmas. I need to be more active. And then, or sometimes, you know, I I think I'm eating a bit. Uh, I would like to eat a bit more. Our lifestyle changes. Our diet changes. Therefore, the treatment for diabetes, how we approach it changes as well. We can't say you need to be on medicine and this medicine long term. You can do if you're very busy, but if you say, listen, I'm going to try and cut down my food, I want to be healthier, you may not need those medications. And so the treatment and management and approach to diabetes should really be dependent on your kind of lifestyle, how much you as an individual with diabetes are willing to put in. You can say, I want to do a lot, therefore I'm not going to need much medication. So that's true. Or listen, I don't want to do anything. I'm too tired. I'm very busy. I have to do business dinners and so forth. Therefore, you need to work with your doctor to get the best treatment for you. And you must be willing to take medication. So in other words, I think if you have diabetes or you're diagnosed with diabetes, you have to accept the fact, listen, something has to be done. You know, it is not the, the condition is not well controlled. The good news is that you can decide what something is. You can decide it's going to be me. I'm going to do most of it. So my doctor does very little or I can't do very much. Therefore, my doctor needs to do more. And, and it's that kind of relationship and balance that you need on a regular basis with your doctor. And that's why you need to be screened and tested regularly. All right. So am I, am I correct in assuming that if you make the modifications to your lifestyle, you eat better, you, you exercise more, you do all of those things, there's a possibility that you can manage your diabetes without medication. But it's a... It's something that works alongside you. You don't have Absolutely. to be on medication for the rest of your life. Well, I mean, it's, it's essentially it's an individual, it's individualized approach. Mm. And I think the important thing is that I think the earlier you pick it up, generally speaking, the more manageable this is with lifestyle and diet alone. And the more importantly, again, so going to the basics, what is wrong? How do I fix it? And try to fix it. You know, and some people succeed some, and some people are not so successful. But the most important thing is that you can intervene and many patients who are very motivated can potentially go into remission as well uh, from their diabetes. But please do that uh, for anyone who's interested in it. Please do that by working closely with your medical practitioner. Uh, not, it's not always successful, but it's potentially possible. All right. Now, before I let you go, we'll just remind everyone again, there is a For Your Sweetheart campaign. There's a list of clinics you can go for a free diabetes screening, which is a finger prick blood test. These participating clinics will be listed. Um, that list will be uploaded mid-November in time for World Diabetes Day. And you can find it at foryoursweetheart.sg. And Dr. Ben Ng here is encouraging everybody to go get tested. Please do. I think it's great, especially leading up to Christmas. No harm. <laughs> I find out I have diabetes before Christmas. You're going to make me have to rethink, you know, my cakes and my tarts and whatever. The, the, the important thing, as I think, Clara, you don't have to. You know, I think it's important. All of us should be healthy. And if we have diabetes, it's just a part of life. We'll have to deal with that when it comes. All right. We've been speaking with Dr. Ben Ng, endocrinologist at Arden Endocrinology Specialist Clinic. Doctor, thank you for the information and the time. I've actually enjoyed this conversation. All right. Take care, then, Clarissa. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3.
To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.